Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Sketchwatch Play. I am John Flurry. I'm Christopher Wade. I'm Ben Reynolds. And we have another first-time guest, not just the return of Chris to as a regular co-host, but a friend of our both and fellow artist, Ben Reynolds. I'll just get this out of the way real quickly, then we can uh, get to know Ben a bit better. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, actually since the last recording, we've I've been added. I've added it to a bunch of different platforms. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, uh, and generally most apps that have like general uh, podcast directories. We're syndicated through Libsyn, and they seem to have a pretty good reach in terms of like searching and podcast apps. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook under the account uh, Sketchwatch Play, one word. And I just wanted to say that, that we're going to be pushing this from now on. Uh, we are very open to audience feedback or listener feedback. You can. Uh, Leave comments on Twitter, uh, tweet at our account, uh, leave comments on our Facebook page. And if you want to directly email us, uh, you can get you can send them to me at behonkis, B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S, at gmail.com. Um, now, first off, welcome Chris back to the fold. That was his Christmas present to me, I think, saying, hey, I, when are you, oh, when are you need, uh, out, done with co-hosts, guest hosts again? Because I'm ready to be back on. Uh, and we recorded that episode nearly two months ago, but better late than never. And uh, I think Mark's guest appearance talking Final Fantasy and some other stuff was a good way to fill the gap. But Ben, tell us a little bit about yourselves, your interests, your projects. What 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 do you think our audience would like to know about you best? Um, okay. Um, I am a 2D animator, uh, primarily in Flash. I've been uh, drawing pretty much all my life, like mm-hmm. nonstop. I've always been in animation and uh, video games and stuff like that. Like, you know, good nerdy stuff like that. Yeah, you have a very... Uh, I mainly know you through Twitter, and you have a really fun style. Um, kind of, like, there's a partial manga influence, but it also... It feels like a cool mix of Eastern and Western sensibilities. Yeah, sort of like a cartoony anime. Well, I just saw uh, a recent I, Twitch, uh, tweet from you. One of your favorite movies is Dead Leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've only oh, seen clips of that. I've only seen clips of that, but that is like there. There are not a lot of anime that that is not a standard anime look. So, but I can kind of see how it influenced a lot of people. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm really into anime that like apes American stuff, which is really kind of backwards, I guess. <laughs> uh, they can be. Have you, are you a Panty and Stocking fan? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, that's one that with the awesome visual style that was apparently very Western influenced. Mm-hmm. Stocking um, uh, Imaishi. Yeah, I'm I'm a big big fan of his. Like him and all the uh, Studio Trigger guys. That's right. He went, mm-hmm. went on to Trigger. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to watch uh, their stuff. A lot of old school Gynex stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Before like the big anime influence takeover, I was like a super duper big uh, Warner Brothers guy. Oh, like Looney Tunes or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That classic stuff. Um, I, I mean, I can tell you right now, I'm a... It's not Looney Tunes, but I was a big into the uh, 90s Spielberg era with uh, Tiny Tunes, Animaniacs, and stuff. We talked Freakazoid on one of our first episodes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, that, a lot of that stuff was a big influence. Yeah, and they were in turn obviously very influenced by Looney Tunes, so it's all it all circles back. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the projects that people that you've worked on that people can find online? Um, so I have a, an animated series called Chris Slash, where there's yep. currently two episodes uh, online on YouTube right now, and uh, Newgrounds. Yeah, um, I actually saw the first one years ago before I knew you on uh, Newgrounds. I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, really? This is cool. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I haven't watched the second one yet, but I thought I remember thinking the first was a fun time. Yeah, I think there was like a three year gap between episodes or something like that. Uh, so that I'm I'm guilty I of longer gaps. If you thought I, I like dropped off the face of the earth. 
No, I remembered it when I discovered your account because um, I think you were recommended as a friend of Chris, and I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, me, I feel I feel you on the gaps too, dude. It's oh. uh, it's it's a thing. I'm making yeah. my first Wario episode in like five years, and I, I even like one of the opening jokes is them poking fun at that. It's animation's hard. Yeah, I remember at the time of the first one, I was like, I might try to do one of these like every couple months or something. And mm-hmm. well, you're also um, I know it's mentioned in your Twitter profile. You're involved in animations for another company. Uh, uh, yeah, so my day job is at a company called Ninjio, and mm-hmm. um, what basically what they do is uh, we do training videos on how not to get hacked and they like stopping people uh, and companies on a subscription basis right so they're kind of like really they're super they're more a little bit more anime influenced than my normal stuff just because uh i think that's uh they have you more of a schedule for it i'm guessing so uh, yeah i do one of those a month (laughs) wow yeah and uh, for for the longest time it was just be my be my by myself but uh Mm -hmm. we Recently got a second animator to help me out. So it's not so crazy anymore. I would so do that if I had the money. <laughs> um, you get a lot more spacious that way. Yeah. Oh, oh, and just – and no, I'll, I'll stop it real quick. In terms of stuff that happened since I was recording, I did finally get the first spacious sort, short um, on YouTube and Newgrounds. And I'm not trying to make it's fun of me. Congr- yeah, I'm not I trying to make fun of me. I just, rec- I just remembered. Um, that was – I'll, I'll just be real quick. It was really, really, really sweet to finally do something with those guys. Um, reception seems to be generally positive. I am actually taking some of the feedback I got on Newgrounds into not even consideration. I'm going to do some art design tweaks. As some guy was saying, like, man, I really don't like how these characters look, but I love the writing. And I'm like, well, that's better than saying you didn't like any of it. Um, but I was going I, to say, go say that. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, um, I noticed that when I was having trouble like animating in Flash, that uh, I went and. Um, I went and did like a, a brief like animation uh, or I paid for an animation coach to, to help me out a little bit in that. Uh, you probably heard of him. His name is like Howard Wim, uh, Wimhurst. I feel like he brought him um, up on, was he, was that when you did the Raichu animation? Raichu animation. Yeah. Um, and that, that helped a lot. So if you're, uh, if you're looking to like uh, beef up your skills a little bit, there's, there's nothing wrong with like getting someone else to like, pa- um, take a second pass at your work and, and give you some, and give you some advice. Very true, and, but I do not want to make this about me. Um, but Ben, the what was it called, Ninjio? Uh, yeah, Ninjio, like Ninja, which yeah, is really. I did, um, I did skim through a little bit of it, and it actually has. That, you know, I, I ended up working for a ninja themed company. It's 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 up your alley. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was going to say, I did. I actually look at a little bit of them. Um, and I, I for training videos, they still have a very nice like style to it. I feel yeah, like. One- one of our things was like to, to keep them really different from uh, you know everything else. Yeah, because there's the no idea is like you you want to you want people to watch them, so they want them to be as interesting as possible. Yeah, there's not a feeling of like bland or like I, you guys actually put some genuine effort into it, and I think it shows. And I think that's a very smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people, you can find links to Chris Lash and Geo and a lot of the other fun like drawings and quick animations Ben does on. Uh, where can people find you online, like your Twitter or other websites? Um, so I'm on Twitter at. Um, what am I at Daikon V? Uh, spell that for people who aren't familiar with that term, please. Uh, D A I C O N V. All right. Um, I'm on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Daikon V, I think. <laughs> okay. So try searching username Daikon V on, on yeah, Google and yeah. test it, and they'll find a lot of your work. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, mm-hmm. So are we... you still con- are you still connected to the Channel Federator network at all, um, Ben? Uh, technically, I am, but I haven't really heard anything from them in a while. 
but like I'm still a partner. And they everything, they had been... to reduce some of their services because of the new uh, YouTube partner uh, parameters. Right, right, right. I heard about that. Okay, okay. I remember now. All right. I was lucky to. I think I'm staying because of those viral grandma videos. Um, you needed like a thousand subscribers and a certain amount of watch time. And I think those saved my channel. I still don't make uh, much money else or any money outside of those videos, but hey. Yeah, I don't really make anything on YouTube. Yeah, and I, I almost like totally yeah. forgot I was partnered. I haven't really because like, I, I don't have a lot of subscribers either. No, so. I, I I actually haven't done much with the Federator outside of um, working on their Pokemon Gen Two collab, which is is not done yet. But I did. If you look at my channel, you did. You can see the Don fan animation I did for that, and I'm drawing Scarmory. Uh-huh. Um. So, uh, anything uh, before we move on? Anything else you want to say about your profile work or what people should look up, Ben? Um, I'm also on Newgrounds right now. I'm, I've been working on this uh, this game that's supposed mm. to be a short RPG that was going to be a breather that's right. between, that's right. between I saw slash episodes. That. Yeah, and I thought it would be a thing that just took a couple of months and I would get back to animating, and it's I'm still not done yet. Making so, games is hard. Uh, yeah, it, it's really hard. Like, And doing animation is hard, and it's way harder than doing animation. And so, also... I mean, not not to beat it with a not the you know beat a dead horse, but you know, it kind of also it's kind of hard when you have like a full time job. So oh, yeah, I, I know yeah, that makes it I, really I, hard. Welcome to my world. People are making excuses like you know, oh, animation's hard. Too bad I have a job, but it, it is kind of tough to yeah, juggle. My, my problem is like some. It's like some nights I uh, I'll spend all day animating, and then I have to come home and try to like animate more. I, I I've been devoting a lot of uh, weekends to animating. So that's what I've been doing too. Sometimes you can see me twist tweet like, "All right, that's like a whole afternoon devoted to to Toon Boom. Maybe I should give myself a little break." And yeah, I used man, to have like, more oh, of a structured schedule, but I, I just kind of like squeeze it in whenever I, like I get a second. I'm like, oh, I can animate right now, and I yeah, run upstairs. I, and... That's me. Plus, when I feel like I'm up for a, a long session of that, because sometimes you're just you're just burnt, burnt out. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, no, just give me my PS4 or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or give me some Netflix, which ties into what we're talking about later. But mm-hmm. so. There were three things we agreed that we were going to talk about. One main topic, we always say, obviously we say for the bulk of the episode at the end, uh, and one game, uh, but one, so we have, we're going to talk a game that me and Chris have played, uh, but first uh, we're going to talk a show that Ben has watched that is very new, which is Altered Carbon. Your body is not who you are. You shed it like a snake sheds its skin. We transfer the human consciousness between bodies to live fraternal life. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of marathon that. I think I'm on episode seven of ten. Mm-hmm. And, and what uh, are your general I, impressions so far? Um, I was really impressed, actually. I, I saw the trailer, and I feel like the trailer makes it look like a worse show than it actually is. In what way? Like it's generic or cheesy or something? Yeah, it just it didn't. It, it seemed like I don't know. The trailer just seemed weird, and I was like, eh. But it's actually, um, it's it's like what I wish I, I had gotten from the original Blade Runner, where it's a little bit more fun. Like, it's still sort of like a dystopian future, but the technology and the world building and everything. Yeah, I am hearing some Blade Runner comparisons from what little I know about it. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> like, I know it's blasphemy to say this, but I, I'm not a huge fan of the original Blade Runner. Oh, oh, then I'll join you. I actually don't, <laughs> I don't like it, but I think I'm just the wrong audience for it because it clearly has a following. Because what I like, I, I always thought it would be like this detective noir thing, and, and it's, it is. It's but more abstract kinda, than that. 
Yeah, and whereas uh, Altered Carbon is more of like a noir kind of thing. Nice. So it's kind of what you we what you did. You, you, people just tell you the basics of Blade Runner. It's what you think that would be instead of what it actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, were you trying to say oh. something? The view. There you go. I thought you were my. I'm very disappointed in both of you. <laughs> for not, for not Blade liking Blade Runner. Runner. <laughs> how how could you do this to me? I, Stab I like me in the heart. Ball. I thought you were my friends. Apologies, man. I think. No, we're, no, don't I, be a pod. And to be fair, I feel like we're in a minority. Um, yeah, I, just, I can't lie about it. Yeah, there's, there's a couple other really here. big movies that people like that I don't even want to say what they are. That I'm kind of like, oh, eh. I know I have some that I just can't remember at the moment. Oh no, no, I remember my other big one, Big Lebowski. Can't get into it. Oh, that's the first I've ever heard of that. I know it's it's another thing. It's a little too meandering. I normally love Coen Brothers, um, though it has a lot of great acting in it. But uh, let's not make this about. Uh, Pissing <laughs> off movie fans. So what is Altered Carbon about? Uh, okay, so uh, in the future, when um, they they figure out that they can like download your consciousness into uh, what they call stacks, which are these little circle things that you can like have implanted into your neck. Mm. So uh, because of that, they just refer to bodies as sleeves. And the idea of like identity isn't really a thing. Like you just not physical you know, identity. Yeah, if you have money, you could just buy like a new sleeve and not and like and kind of live forever. Whereas if oh yeah, if, if you're poor, uh, you know, if you get in a car accident or something, you have bad insurance, you might get like put into a grandma or something. Like they kind of just arbitrarily give you another sleeve. Yeah, so if you see and, like a supermodel, that means that person's probably rich. Yeah, basically. So uh, the premise is this guy comes back and um, uh, he's like this badass from uh, another time period. And the guy that brought him back wants him to solve his own murder. He's like, somebody murdered me, and I need you to solve and, f- and figure out mm. why. Without, I think that's the best explanation I can give without giving too much away. Yeah, I'm guessing it goes, it's a twist-heavy show being a, t- a mystery. Yeah. I would say the one flaw it has is because it's only 10 minutes. I mean, 10 minutes, 10 episodes. Oh, is uh, is uh, the first... Like two or three episodes are like a real information dump where they're just mm. like, like you could tell they don't have a lot of time to set up the uh, the whole world. So there's a uh-huh. lot of really fast talking about like the technology and stuff like that. So but the after setup they get feels that out the way, yeah. After after that's out the way though, it's pretty it's pretty good. Okay, um, now I know if I watch it, I'm not feeling the beginning. I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, I almost gave up on the first episode. I'm glad I didn't. Does it at least have like does does it have some good uh, like creative visuals to back up the writing? Yeah, it, it it really is influenced by Blade Runner. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that was a bad thing. I, I like I liked it a lot. It, it, there are some shots though that are pretty close. Like they have a lot of like the misty neon and like mm. the uh, the busy streets, and you you could almost mistake a shot from it from. Uh, Blade <laughs> I gotta be honest. Before I saw Blade Runner, I kind of envisioned it looking a lot like Akira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which I definitely prefer overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some other interesting things you can tell us about, like characters, actors, or without getting spoilery, other interesting elements of, of it? Um, I think it's interesting that it's pretty um, diverse, and it, it's like it's casting. Or? Well, in in the way that the world is built, where hmm. like you know, like if you're a black person and you go into a white sleeve, it kind of. Oh. Like if you if you get three or four sleeves, by the end of it, you might speak four languages or something. Oh, can people jump between multiple sleeves if they have them? Oh uh, yeah, if they can afford them, yeah. 
Well, okay. So oh, like, that there's, does there's, there's a thing words. where like characters will be speaking in multiple languages for like a brief period because you assume they've like been in a situation where they had a, a different sleeve and they had to live somewhere where they had to speak that language and like because of that the lifespans are longer so everybody has i guess a broader uh experience with uh different cultures okay so they, they it sounds like they they take the concept to influence how this world and characters work in like meaningful ways yeah yeah i definitely noticed it i was like i i really like that that is cool yeah um and any any recognizable names in it or uh um i cannot remember the actor's name but uh there is the show the killing if you've seen that heard of it um I cannot remember the guy's name, but he is the guy. He's the other detective that wears the hoodie all the time. He's the star of it. Okay, cool. Um, and Chris, just to, have you heard anything about this show? Anything you want to add? I have not. This is the fir- very first time I've ever heard about this show. So uh, I'm, after coming off of shows like uh, uh, Black Mirror and Ghost in the Shell, I'm, I, it sounds like something I'd be down for. Yeah. Would you say it falls into the cyberpunk genre, Ben? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yep, that's something I'm, I'm I, certainly. I like what they call it. They have uh, their guns that they refer to specifically as energy weapons. Huh? I really like that. Do they fire lasers? Yeah, yeah, nice. laser-like nice. things. Yeah, that's. It, it sounds like a pretty cool show. Um, so you you'd recommend random people based on what you've seen of it. Um, yeah, so far I'm seven seven out of ten. So uh, unless there's like a ridiculous ending or something. Yeah, that the ending gets sour a bit, but you said the. The bulk of it is still something you'd, you'd recommend for yeah, definitely. In terms of the first seven. I would say, uh, like, unless the the comparisons, like the similarity to Blade Runner, unless that bothers you, uh, like, I, I would I would say it's a really good show. Okay, Chris, would something being similar to Blade Runner bother you, or would you like appreciate that? Wait, I mean, uh, uh, like I joked, like I joked earlier, I haven't seen Blade Runner, but I, I mean, hearing uh, hearing something like this, I'm always oh, wait, down. Wait, you, you haven't seen Blade Runner? Twice, like I, I'm just joking with you guys. I guess yeah, you just yeah, hear yeah. That. I'm so mad at you for not liking this movie I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, I said. Uh, did you, and did you see 2049? Uh, um, 2049. No, I haven't seen it. Um, okay. Unfortunately, apparently, apparently it did a good job of living up to the original. Um, for the most part. Yeah, I actually like that one a lot. Oh, I should watch it then. Yeah, um, I was, I was, I was like, even I was, I remember being like, man, even third views are good. It's probably because it's similar to the original, so I don't know if it's right for me. But <laughs> to be fair, I like that director's last movie. He did a Arrival with Amy Adams. Oh um, yeah, I like that a lot too. Yeah, I rented, good. I redboxed that, and that was a solid film. So, and what's he doing now? He's doing something big, but I cannot. He's doing Dune. I'm gonna look him up. I'm gonna look him up. Delnis Villa, Venu, or something like that. And I'm looking up right now. Dennis Villeneuve. He is doing. Guys, fill for me. Say something crazy in the meantime. Oh, I found it. He, yeah, okay. he's doing a Dune remake. Cool. Wow. Um, which I know that is a beloved book that people say the original movie is junk. Um, but well, I always hear about uh, Dune. So yeah, I'm super down. We'll see. We'll see if we can pull that off. Um, so yes, we uh, Ben recommends Altered Carbon, and we both of us are uh, certainly interested by it. Now we're gonna turn turn the tables. We'll talk about something that me and Chris have uh, been spending some time with, and we know you know that the two of us have been interested in it based on some past comments we made made since its uh, E3 announcement last year. Chris, uh, how much time have you sunk in Dragon Ball Fighters? Oh yes, that's right. You lost to his son, didn't you? I do hate missing a good fight. It was when he was quite young as well. 
you really think you, who couldn't even handle his little brat, can handle Goku? Hmm. Remind me, who was it again who lost a Goku twice? Let me think. It wasn't me, so... ...and in uh, not nearly as much time as I want to, I'm hmm. having a good deal of fun. Like, yep. holy shit. Uh, uh, okay. I know we're going to go crazy about the animation and you know how 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 fluid it looks. It looks and it's great. A game. I'm personally going through the story mode because I mean everyone's going through the online matches. I know I'll get my ass handed to me. Yeah, I tried online. online. That was exactly what happened. Hey, I work full time. Uh, <laughs> I I don't play video games nearly as often as I as I used to as a kid. So I'm not even going to try doing that. Mm-hmm. But going to story mode. The whole because it's basically tutorials and uh, and it's like they section off plot beat uh, they, they, they section off parts of the plot where it's like cut scene do a tutorial cut scene do a tutorial mm-hmm. and uh, and they map they map it up like a, like it's a party game so you get to choose you know what part of the board or what part of the map you get to go yeah, to apparently that's kind of like Budokai two had a story mode like that from what I've heard I gotta say having the characters kind of interacting with each other as if uh, it was fan fiction. Kind of neat. I, I, I like I like having I like seeing Vegeta and Piccolo like having actual dialogue with one another. Yeah, no. My favorite thing about the story mode so far is those little asides, and a lot of them are um, it's optional because a lot of them depend on what your party is. Because uh, you unlock characters over time, and you can make a custom party of three to take into battles because it is a tag team three versus three uh, fighter. And certain matches, you'll get different conversations based on who you have yeah. and. I, I we, we've talked Dragon Ball a little bit in the past, mainly when you uh, gave your thoughts on some of Super, and uh, I know that between the three of us, actually I don't know about uh, Ben, but I know that Serena is probably the biggest Dragon Ball fan between me, Chris, and her. Uh, yeah, I'm and, a pretty huge one too. Okay, then good. So kind of ridiculous a, that I don't have this game or haven't played it. I saw your tweets. You got Monster World instead, which I'm also hearing is great, or Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of had to because. I'm I'm actively learning for other games, so I was like, I cannot wow. add another fighting game. Oh yeah, okay. Like I, every I, fighting game is like a whole, like the whole exam. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and why I don't play like, too many. I I, yeah. I, I, I got to be very selective, and I'm not very good at them because I don't have time to master it. That said, I still I we I think uh, Chris, you were aware that last year I loved Injustice Two, and the Ninja Turtles drop in like two weeks. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I'm so excited. That's like the most excited I've ever been for a fighter DLC. <laughs> yeah, the turtles uh, showing up is. is I gotta admit, I, I I do I would like to get injustice at some point, but the turtles showing up, really cool move, guys. <laughs> that's, all you that's, need <laughs> is. I'm what makes me wonder if like if they do injustice three, we'll get the Power Rangers or I don't know. Because um, like that, like that is like the, both of those like that's turtles is like full on not Warner Brothers connected at all. Uh, they're owned by Viacom at this point. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. They were, they worked out a deal with that. Uh, but fighters, um, actually do want to say a really funny little story about how, how, if, how I went through way too much trouble to get my hands on this game because first I rented it through Gamefly, which I typically do for games. I'm not hundred percent sold on buying. Uh, after a week I realized it had gotten lost in the mail. Actually, no, I realized that very quickly cause they typically arrive three to four days. But Gamefly is always like, we can't report it lost until it's been a week. And it, yeah, I did. They sent some other games. It still hasn't arrived. And so I went to a great store. If you, if anybody listening lives near Chantilly, Virginia, I recommend uh, East Starland. 
they're a fantastic indie uh, game store that sell both used and new games. And they're like the size of a warehouse, so they have like games from every generation and systems and accessories and merchandise. It's it's a gamer's like paradise. They also have great trade-in values. So I traded in like five game, five six games to get it because they said there was it. So they had the PS4 version, and then they went, yeah, that was an error. We don't have it. And I was about to just leave. Then I was. Then I walked by the Xbox One section. I was like, "Oh, that's right. It is on Xbox One. I'll just get that." I'm so instinctively not don't get games like that on Xbox because the 360 D pad was so bad. But now the oh, Xbox yeah. Ones is fine. So, uh, what, Chris, what are some other things you wanted to bring up about fighters? Admit, like this game is quintessentially like everything you ever love about Dragon Ball. Yes, like, it's very fan servicey in a good way. Very fan servicey. Uh, it has, uh, and it, uh, like you can tell, the animators really knew their stuff as far as you know, really taking from the source material. You get to see moves they've done. You get yeah. to see like uh, how they act, uh, how they act on camera. Um, they, oh my god, like it's 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 down to the to the phrasing of their voices and yeah, how, and it uh, makes sense because Dragon Ball is like a cultural institution over there. Like it is one of the most de- like dear cartoons. Uh, uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if most of the development team like grew up reading and or watching it. Um, uh, but this still feels like the most labor of love out of the Dragon Ball games I've played. Uh, it really does, and it helps that these guys who decades for like a Dragon Ball game like this to come out. Yeah, yeah. I played a lot of shitty ones. Yeah, there have been some decent ones like the Budokais, but this was, I think this is the one that like critics are like, this is the legit awesome fighting game regardless of the, like the authenticity to the license. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris, you mentioned, are you are you playing it in Japanese or English? <sighs> yeah, I'm going to out myself on this one. I'm actually playing it on Japanese. Uh, and I, I do love the Funimation cast. I love, the, I love, um, I love them to death. Um, but there's something about hearing a whole bunch of voices at once, just like screaming attacks. Goku's that, Japanese uh, voice is scream- crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like all right. Uh, so I'm coming off of um, I'm still playing Xenoblade Chronicles two, yeah. and it's notorious for having different people yelling at the same goddamn. Time. Oh, that's all Xenoblade games. Yeah, and 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 that's. If you like that kind of thing, that's cool. It is not for me. <laughs> so when I so when I when I turn on Dragon on um, Dragon Ball Fighters and that's all I'm hearing, it's like for me, it's super distracting. So I have to put it on Japanese. So, so the yelling stuff. So the yelling gibberish, and you don't pay attention to it. <laughs> uh, it, it. That's that's exactly it, and it 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 works for me. Now I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a weeb. I'm not going to say I'm a weeboo prude who's just like I always prefer the Japanese over the English version. And everything. Yeah, that's that's totally that's, not me. That's I, a redneck voice. That's not a weeboo voice. <laughs> oh, holy crap! <laughs> it really was. I'm going to go watch some animes. <laughs> Yeehaw! Put on my, my waifu. <laughs> Pumping a shotgun, getting in their pickup truck. The new volume of Sword Art Online is all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not. Shooting excuse there. me. It is not called the Destruct 2 disc. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is an actual terminology to it. I actually know that's called Kienzan disc. Um, uh, fair warning. Not- like, just a. I'd mentioned, I, I, I haven't really seen any of Dragon Ball in Japanese, but I remember back when it was airing on Toonami, finding websites that would talk about the changes in the localization, like what was censored for TV, what was changed in the dub outright. 
Um, so like being sent like to that. another dimension. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk about sending people like, to another being, dimension all the time. Looking back at the fact they tried originally putting DBZ and Dragon Ball on like kids syndication, that's a dumb move. Like just. Was- that show is too violent for like little kids to be watching, and if you, and if you, they had to center to a point where it was just ridiculous. Really uh, tried. Though. Do you remember like Vegeta Nappa blow up a city and say something like, "It's too bad all those buildings were evacuated." <laughs> <laughs> the best one. Um, there's like a jet trying to attack them, and they blow it up, and T and off screen just yells, "Look, I can see their parachutes. They're okay." <laughs> is uh knowing there are people like uh team four star who do dragon ball bridge yeah and they try they they, they parody that? that they parody that where it's like the napa obviously blows up a helicopter and someone's like oh no he blew up that helicopter full of boxes and those boxes were full of people <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Um, you know, but, there's no getting around that. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I, the thing I wanted to say about because we talked about one of the best things, be, like the story mode's setup and the way it plays is very unorthodox, and I'm still yeah. not 100 sure I feel about it because I like the idea of like the fact that you're leveling up your characters. You have to be strategic about sw- swapping them both to level them up and so they can heal, and like each turn the other CPU teams level up. So there's a risk reward thing there, but the the main gimmick that sets it up is very strange where. I guess the idea is that you are technically playing as this soul from another another dimension. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, and the idea is that uh, I guess it's caused by Android Twenty One, the new main villain. Uh, not only has she resurrected Frieza and Cell, but she's made a bunch of uh, you know soulless clones of all the main fighters and is wrecking havoc. Uh, and she's set off some way- worldwide like energy waves that have sapped all the fighters of most of their strength. And the idea is this soul has to, like, share the body with them, and that's the only way they get their strength back. Um, yeah. And it worried me at the beginning because you're playing as Goku, and he's not talking. And I'm like, why? Well, I, I, I miss Goku, you know, being, being a dope like he is. And thankfully, really quick, once you, like, learn the soul, learns to switch other characters, they're all talking, and it's all the voices and personalities. Um, yeah, that, that, luckily, that gimmick doesn't wear out its welcome too I, much. I, at least it would have okay. if, yeah, whoever you're playing as was mutant cutscenes, but they, they yeah. get rid of that real quick. Um, and I, just talking about, like, um, so I mentioned that, like, I haven't really not. This is my first deep dive into Dragon Ball since Z ended, um, other than watching Battle of Gods uh, about a year ago. I have not watched Super yet. Um, so it is kind of cool to just be reacquainted with the characters. And it got me thinking about, like, Super and that in general. How rare is it where you do your first new entry in a, this, in a cartoon franchise in decades and it's not a reboot? Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, like yeah. it's, a, it's a, like a legit continuation. That, that, tell, that shows Dragon Ball's like lasting power in its fans. Like they don't want to like just hear the same story again or like start over with different things. Like no, just because that was the thing they already did in Z was that they were the characters aged. You know, Goku, Go, like, Goku and Chi Chi start out as kids, and they're like middle aged raising a grandkid by the time this goes around. Um, so you know, yeah. same with characters like like Bulma or or Yamcha, um, and just. Funny little things. Some of the some of the jokes they make do seem a little meta. Like Yamcha's just become such a memed character because I think one of my biggest problems with Z in writing is how worthless the non Saiyan Piccolo guys are in fights. And you get a lot of like them ribbing Yamcha and hints that he's kind of a little insecure about how he doesn't stack up to them. Uh, Chris, did you see any of those? A few of them. I've been trying to. Uh, I've been trying to use Yamcha's dramatic finish against Nappa because apparently that's that that's like a nice wink nudge there are a couple I, yeah I there are a couple a rumor, of the dramatic finishes 
Sorry. No, go ahead, Ben. I was going to say, I heard a rumor that Yamcha is actually the best character in the He's game. my favorite one that I've got unlocked so far. Um, I'm mainly sticking to the story mode, so I can't really speak for... There's some I'm really curious to try in, like, the arcade mode and stuff. Because um, I, sh- I think you unlock almost everyone because they find a way to, like, make it so you have to team up with the villains later on. Like, I saw a clip where I think Frieza Cell and Ginyu and Nappa have to... If they want to get their all their full strength back, they have to work against Android 21. Um, no, go... I have I have noticed that um, that what um, I mean swinging back towards Yamcha that mm-hmm. um, the game definitely plays on strategy, but how what your play style is like we all know Goku's the strongest that there ever was and ever will be in this in, in, in this franchise, mm-hmm. but the game's like no fuck that if you're a good fighter you can beat anyone on this um, um you can beat anyone in this game like and if I think you're, if you're I think that's why game, that's part of what drives that soul. Uh, idea, which is that I think the idea is that whoever it possesses is kind of on the same level as whoever else it possesses. So, and I think they even parts where like Yamcha saying, you, "Should I be helping?" Like, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're encouraging everyone to help out. Um, since you know we need you know we need all the help we can get. Uh, I am I am finding that there are some things that I wish um, that I'm hoping that they'll fix, but you know I'm not competitive in this arena, so you know fuck what I say. <laughs> but uh, like when you're crashed into when you're slammed into a corner i wish that there was a way you could get out of the uh, corner. yeah i've done fear <laughs> out there is it is so easy especially online to just get pinned and i have no idea what i should be doing i think there are some sort of cancel moves but i'm like it, it's interesting because there are parts of it that are very complex and parts of it that are very accessible like combos can often work by just tapping the same button over and over and then ending it with a heavy and of course you have like you know you can do super strong versions of attacks that use up a super bar and then you have like you have supers that take up one meter and then ones that take up three they're like the most powerful moves and, and even like the tag team they do the marvel thing of like tapping a button will have someone show up to help you attack and holding it full on switches them. And I actually just found out that you can do one of your supers and then switch them then to do a super of their own and transition to them. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's definitely like Marvel versus right there. Yeah, well, they I also really incorporate the uh, the the quick teleporting. Um, did you know? Did you know about that? I've never seen that in videos. Yeah, they do the kind of entry transmission it, it style, weeps- and you go right behind them automatically. Wastes a bar, uh, like like a power gauge. Yeah, like yeah you, you, you can, can you can spam up, it. Yeah, you can power up to seven as your maximum, and you you take off one once you use it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely use, um, useful. I I really like the game. Uh, I'm having fun. Yep, and just the, so I'll, I'll just, I just two other things I want to touch on. Probably my biggest gripe with it is I it it is way too dependent on its online functionality um, with the lobby stuff. Like I don't like. Yeah, I don't know if it. There's a lot of loading time screens in this um even when you're just playing story arcade mode but also like, every time you have to go back to lobby i, I wish they i hope they patch in an offline like option at some point i don't know what happens if you play it not connected to wi-fi but it's you have to go to this lobby uh to um, accessing the modes and the idea is you have like a little avatar you're a little avatar of, of a character running around you can interact with others there and be like hey you want to do a match and stuff like that or do like text chat it's kind of superfluous and i when I first started playing it, the first time I, and I set up servers, it can be very iffy in terms of reliably connecting you to a server, um, which is very annoying. And so, go ahead. So uh, what I've noticed, Ben, is that you know how like in typical fighting games, you start the you start the game, you go right to a menu, uh, right. and it's like choose your character or you know choose your title or story mode or whatever, right? Uh huh. So in Dragon Ball Fighters, it's like we got to search for a server before you can do all that and then load it. Oh, uh, you know what else does that is um, Guilty Gear does that. Really? You have like a little guy that has to well, walk around. Is that the same developer? 
Yeah, it is. Actually. Our system works. Don't do that, guys. Yeah, that's like the thing that makes me not play Guilty Gear because I'm like, I just. It I, is like, really I just, annoying. I just it's want like, you to like pair me with people so I can keep playing. Yeah, it's like the parts where you're walk in to the, a room and find. find it's like it, it, the the parts where you're actually playing the game are awesome, and then the parts where you're transitioning between areas suck, and that uh, shouldn't be something that has to suck. So I'm oh. hoping if they ever do a sequel or whatever those guys do next, they'll do a much more streamlined and just make the lobby stuff optional. Just give me a title screen menu to get to those modes. And the other, th- yeah. the other thing I want to talk about that I like is uh, because I was talking about like the how cool it was to reconnect with these characters. Um, I think it's like the same, you know, the same cast that's working on Super, which is you know the vast majority of them are still the same guys from the original Dubs and Kai. I noticed that Bulma and Frieza are different, but still good and. One of my favorite things, I even saw it online, I love the fact that um, this is, I'm sure it's happened in other stuff, but the fact that both Frieza and Cell are resurrected and kind of teaming up, but they so hate each other and are just constantly like roasting each other. I had seen seen a video, have you seen the one where they're arguing about who gets to fight Goku first and beat him? I've seen that one. (laughs) And the way they're mocking each other is bringing up who failed. Like Frieza's like, oh, well, who was beaten by not even Goku but his son? And then Cell's like, well, who got a chance to come back from the dead, fight Goku again, and still fail? Wasn't me. Because, like, those two are, like, I think, like, those are my favorite DBZ arcs in general, the Frieza and Android Cell stuff. Um, (laughs) Saiyan and Boo arcs are good, but not as good, I think. And I think that's fun. Like, they're fun villains because they're just so full of themselves in different ways. Uh, so it totally makes sense that if those two were butting heads, they would just be trying to tell the other how much they suck. <laughs> I admit that I, I'm 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 always for the Cell Saga because I I do love the Cell Saga, but I it's, like it's a fun one. Boo as a concept, but I don't like him as a character. He's... I mean, or, or, or rather, I like his design and I like all the stuff that he's able to do. But you kind of see just how little he provides for the plot. It's the fact that when he's Fat Boo, he's just a, basically a big dumb kid. And then when he's – he has a cool design when he's, you know, his true form, but he doesn't talk. Yeah, it's just yeah. like – he's just really strong. And, that's and really <laughs> angry and cocky. And it's like, yeah, there's not much to do to that. And, you know, his well, power he's... is – creative but not as intimidating i'm gonna turn you into a cookie mm-hmm. oh though i love the fact that it's one of his supers in this game and they actually went to the trouble of making like a different shaped cookie for every character did you I notice think that? that's yeah i did notice that and i think that's super cool uh yeah i do like uh, I, I i love boo's design i love his concept and i don't think he has a lot of range no. as a character himself no but that's... i do love android Hold on. How? Uh, uh, Which one? Ben. Hold on. Ben, do you know about Android 21's alternate form yet? I've definitely seen it. I've seen oh, it all yeah, over the yeah. internet. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure like how she does that. but I think I read the idea is she was made later using like data from like every hero and villain, including Boo. Uh, so okay. She has a form that's basically Majin. Because I, I, uh, when I first saw her, I thought maybe he, uh, Boo eats her, and then no. uh, that's how, but... That makes sense. Or, that actually would have been more creative. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I actually like that idea. Um, man, I do love that design. A no, it's lot. cool. When I saw that, I was like, "Man, I want to fight this person." She looks super <laughs> fucking cool. Okay, I gotta admit, when you, I thought you were gonna say a different uh, word that starts with F. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? Like uh, for a second, you blipped out when you were talking about Cell and Frieza, and you said, "Man, that time when Cell and Frieza." Uh, Goku. I was like, Goku? <laughs> That's in the game? <laughs> I'm sure it's oh, on Google. Rina would love that. <laughs> I'm sure Holy every shit. combination of Dragon Ball game banks is on Google or 
or all those you know sites. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of it involving Android 21 now because uh, any girl in Dragon Ball is going to get that treatment. That's how it is, unfortunately. And on that note, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be fan art of Majin or it, what? I love how goofy her regular outfit is because like checkerboard dress. But yeah, so uh, I think we definitely both uh, recommend uh, Fighters. Chris, just want to make sure you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's if you're a Dragon Ball fan, if if you're a fan of the fun the Funimation version or the original version, it has a, a lot of great callouts to Super and like the original Saiyan sagas and Frieza. Well, it's sagas. basically it's, a bunch of greatest hits from Z, beginning of Z up to current Super. Uh, like I, I remember, we were joking with Felipe back in the day who the deep crazy cuts were going to be, and they haven't really done that. Um, though I know there's going to be DLC. I will say the one character that I have never heard of is a uh, hit. Uh, he's from yeah. Super. Yeah, and uh, the rest, the other super characters I'd at least heard of. Like I know who Goku Black is. I saw Battle of Gods, so I know Beerus. Um, but I do not. I have not heard of Hit. Yeah, Hit's okay, pretty but... cool. I was kind of surprised he was in there. He can, he has a kind yeah. of Frieza esque design. Like if you would, if, it, if I just saw his design without knowing anything about him, I'd be like, is he another rel- relative? Because we saw a bunch of you know, his, we saw his dad and his brother and stuff. Very evil family. <laughs> and I will. Oh, and I will say one other touch is showing. Like some of the the cuts, the, the choices they make, they do a good job of incorporating. Like, if it's a character who's typically part of like a, a pair or a group, they'll incorporate the other characters into their special moves. I'm pretty sure Chaozu is in some of Tien's moves. Uh, 18, 17 will show up for some of her moves, and the best is Captain Ginyu. Like, all of his guys are popping up throughout his fights. Uh, right. That's fine. Uh, which makes sense. Like, why would you have just Ginyu and not all his, you know, his team? So yeah, a lot of cool nods to to dragon ball like like mythology and uh iconography with what its characters which what characters they picked and how their moves and personalities shine through i think the story was a little strange but i it is kind of a clever way of giving it like i've heard it can go it's pretty long too because of its structure though it is kind of repetitive but the fact that we you get all those character interactions that's keeping me going and the you know the enticement of constantly unlocking more characters until you've got the full roster. I think I think beating it is the only way you unlock 21 for the other modes, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, one last thing. So there's this part in the story mode where, uh, and I'm not going to spoil it too much, there's a part where Android 21 is in her Majin form, and she meets Majin Buu. Mm-hmm. And that is, I posted it on my Twitter, but that is actually a really adorable exchange. So, what did they say? Do you mind if I say anything about it? I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. So essentially, I don't know how Android 21 becomes quote unquote good, but she's like super chill in this cutscene. And she's like, uh, um, her and Majin Buu are getting ready to fight, like, a, I guess a clone or something. And she's like, uh, hey, so I'm wearing the same colors you are. And Boo's like, holy crap, you are. What, is, what does that mean? And she's like, I guess this means that we're friends. And <laughs> Boo's like, sweet, I'm going to make you candy. And she's like, great, I would love that very much. And that's it. <laughs> it's the <laughs> fucking adorable thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Boo is like such a... He's a big kid, so it makes sense yeah. that it's it that 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 is that his thought pattern to be like, oh yeah, it does mean that. Sure. Um, <laughs> did you see the cutscene of him talking to a a, a kid boo clone? I didn't actually, and I, I need to. I had him and Goku, and so kid boo's you know because I, I mentioned earlier he doesn't talk, he just yells, and then boo fat boo screams back at him, and Goku's going like, whoa, you can understand each other, and you know fat boo's like, no, we just don't like each other. 
That's cute. And they keep doing it until Goku goes like, shut up, let's just fight. Oh, uh-huh. same thing when he's about to fight Frieza and Cell. He actually gets tired of them arguing over who I'm going to beat him. He's like, can you just fight me together? Like, I noticed, <laughs> I, I do, I have gotten the vibe that from Super and like Battle of Gods onwards, uh, they've kind of incorporated a more humorous edge to uh, Dragon Ball, kind of like the original, which I'm, I, I welcome that. Obviously, you know, Z could be more emotional because of its, uh, of that, but it kind of, it kind of harkens back to what I liked uh, about the original Dragon Ball, because that's a very different beast from everything after it. I yeah, also like I, how the, the, the nostalgia is attached to it, too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, catching up with these old guys like it's just been a couple yeah. of years and they're still doing their thing. And most of the same voice and stuff. So, um, Chris, anything, any last things you want to say about fighters? I think if you're interested in Dragon Ball, this is the game for you. If you're interested in the competitive scene, I'd say give it a rent. Uh, I'm not sure how far you'll get in it. A lot of people seem to really enjoy the, comp- the, comp- um, the competition of it, though. So go for yep. it. Just, but like any fighting game, be prepared to get your ass handed to you on a regular basis online. Practice, practice, practice. So are you guys ready to move on to our big topic, originally uh, requested by Ben? Certainly. Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. All right. Wow. Thanks, everybody. It sounds like the mice did more than you, though. I punched Sendak! Yeah, apparently after I emerged from a coma and shot his arm off. We had a bonding moment. I cradled you in my arms. Nope, don't remember. Didn't happen. So we always, it's kind of, I, I want to say rule, but it's like we like to do, if we have a guest, we like them to be the one to pick. Like they, we have them throw a bunch of a bunch of possessions at us, and Chris and I say, like, what's one that us two are on for? And you picked one that i definitely been meaning to get into uh, because it, I have heard nothing but good things about it. And considering some of the people behind it, I had good reason to be interested in it. So we're talking about the uh, still ongoing at the time of this recording, Netflix original series, Voltron Legendary Defender, which I'm just going to real quick get through a little bit of history because I feel like we're looking up on, on Voltron in general because I think most people are aware of, of Voltron um, in some form. It was kind of one of the first anime TV series to kind of establish itself in the U.S. Uh, granted, it was one of those because it was like the infancy of anime dubbing, uh, very heavily edited and rewritten. Uh, originally it's called, I know the original anime is called Go Lion, um, because it is, uh, you know, a bunch of robot lions. And so Voltron, it, would, it changed the name of that, changed character names, uh, apparently rewrote some of the, and apparently like it was also, we talked about censorship in DBZ, this was that even worse. Uh, <laughs> now, first off, I did watch a little bit of the original, which, uh, wow. Have either of you seen the original? Yeah, I have, but I, I wasn't really a fan of the original. <laughs> it is cheesy as fuck. Yeah. Um, like, they got a lot of people who did, you know, cartoon voice acting in general. I think Peter Cullen's somewhere in there, like, as the narrator and stuff. And some of the voices are ridiculous. Pidge sounds like Meatwad, basically. It's, it's, it's <laughs> insane. That does sound like Meatwad. Um, yeah. I'll keep low and out of sight. Besides, they wouldn't hit somebody with glasses, would they? The character of Sven? <laughs> Uh, who is talking like he's Dr. Scratch and Sniff, but he's like a stoic shonen hero in design. Like, oh, yeah, ugly birds. You're right, Keith. Let's put our heads together and work out an escape plan. Ugly birds. Like, I watched the first episode, and I was laughing my ass off. It's so over-the-top and awkward. Um, I have no idea, and I don't know 
I, I, I'm guessing if I watched the uh, Japanese version, there would still be some cheesiness, but nowhere on the same level. And that did, like, that did, that was a big show for 80s kids. It still has, you know, the, a lot of people do are, have a lot of fondness for it if they saw it as kids. Uh, so there, there were there were two other um, reboots slash sequels. Uh, there was one called The Third Dimension, which I actually do remember seeing commercials for back in the day, in the mid-90s. I, I used to watch that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I actually watched a little bit the first episode on, on YouTube. It goes without saying, it's an early CG show, so the visuals are distractingly dated. I can't really speak for how it fares writing-wise, I didn't get it far, but it does have a crazy voice cast. Uh, Billy West played Pidge in that. Um, Wow, I didn't know that. And Kevin Michael Richardson played Zarkon and, I think, Hunk. Uh, And actually, actually, I think some of the others, they got back the original 80s actors, which is cool. And then after that, this is the one I know least about, I think it aired on Nicktoons or something, like, Eight years ago, which was it was just called Voltron Force. This one was a fully uh, American creation. Doesn't seem to have that much of. I, I never heard people talk about it. It looked very. It didn't look painful, but it looked very run of the mill, mediocre in art style I and writing. Remember this? Yeah, this was not great. Is that the yeah, weird yeah. flash one. Like I think it was. Fun. Yes the the lines were the lines were self stated CG, much like they are in this, but nowhere near as good. I remember I the clip I saw the episode I saw had to start with a clip of one of the villains taking in like a pit. Of, of liquid he was said something like this bath will heal my power so it's like <laughs> oh well you kept the over the topness of the original uh i will say it has an, an amazingly bad intro song where it's like a, a weird kind of country style rap like voltron voltron I, i'm not gonna what i need you to play that in the middle of this podcast I, at least yes in the final in the final episode i will i will play it I would I would have done the thing of setting up uh, – actually, let me see if I can – no, nah, that would take up too much time. But uh, yeah, trust me. It's a bad theme song. The show itself seemed – it probably has some fans. It seemed like the worst. But it, it – basically, I think each, all three of these previous Voltron shows were at best nothing special. Uh, but they had a following and you know some cool concepts and characters behind it. So – I'm actually thinking that the reason this this new show happened was uh, – now, you, you guys noticed uh, DreamWorks was one of the main production companies behind it, right? Uh, yes, yes. A couple of years ago, DreamWorks bought this company called Classic Media, which basically was the main company that hold, now held the rights to a lot of older vintage cartoons that like were not quite as relevant anymore, but you know people know of them. Uh, like the Jay Ward cartoons, Casper, stuff like that. I th- so I think the reason they did the uh, Mr. Peabody movie a couple years ago was because like we're not going to just sit on all these licenses. We can do some stuff with them, and they gotta, that they got to use it or lose it. Yeah, and that extends to uh, TV as well. So they were like, let's do a new Voltron. And so what made me excited about this when I first heard was about some of the people involved, namely the animation studio, which is a Korean place called Studio Mir. I'm familiar with them. Yes, and for people who do not know their name, I, it's very likely you know a couple of their works. They were the main studio behind both Avatar The Last Airbender and Korra's uh, animation, along with the last season of The Boondocks. And I had to write down two like wild cards, uh, Lego Elves, like a girl's fantasy cartoon, and apparently they did an animated intro to that romantic comedy Think Like a Man. Hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a clip of it. It was like talking about like, caveman or something or like old like it was like a it was like a black cast comedy so they were talking about like old tribes hunting or something and it looked great <laughs> just a very random choice of a movie to use it in along with and not, not just the studio but a lot of the main producers and people on the american side of production were coming from avatar and Korra. 
And I think those two shows are fantastic. So that did pique my interest of going like, yeah, I probably should give this a watch at some point. And it also, you can even kind of tell it in the visual style. Like, Hunk is very Bolin looking. So that, that's the gist of it. And, and I will say, oh, then of course, like, the, suit, the animation looks great as a result of their involvement. Because I don't know what their budget was for this. I get the sense it's probably not as much as Avatar and Korra because the action scenes aren't as constantly like, oh my god. But in general, like the character animation, the backgrounds, this is a nice looking show. Yeah, I really didn't expect to be so in love with it the way I am. I think a lot of people did, honestly. (laughs) Because of the people involved? Well, not just that. because No, just because... Like, I I was never really... Like, I I know about Voltron as far as, like, pop culture and stuff like that. Yeah. And, And, like, that sprite commercial thing but like i was never like uh like i'm always like thundercats and and all these other properties from the 80s but eh, voltron i read an article right before the show was coming out or like a few months before it was and it was like talking with the staff the crew and they were like we're we're aware how cheesy and dumb the original could be but we're gonna take we're gonna expand on the best qualities of it and i would say mission accomplished because this is a great show really is uh uh, there's they really did take what all the all the great things that fans of Voltron remember, and they've maximized as much as they could from it. Yeah, and added some cool stuff too in terms of yeah. some character some character motivations and backgrounds. Now, I, I did tell you guys before we started. I you guys are pretty much are almost completely up to date uh, in terms of because they released seasons pretty at a rapid pace, which we'll get to. I only had time to watch it up to the end of the first season and then the first episode of season two because season one ends on a nasty cliffhanger to some degree. Um, so I had to I had to be like, I'll me just a little more. I'm glad I did. There's some very fun stuff in that first season two episode. But what are you some good things you want guys want to talk about first and foremost with this show? I not mind uh, talking about the characters themselves. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do either of you have a favorite? I really like Keith. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a personality exam. Your favorite character probably says a lot about you. Okay, Chris. I have to be honest. I mean, I like a lot of the characters from yeah. this show, ex- except for Keith. <laughs> but, <laughs> I do talk about a little more about Keith, but but who who would you say you like the most? I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. I like Lance the best. Actually. I knew you were gonna say Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is my now we have like a, a Lance Keith thing going right now. <laughs> I definitely. I, I think I'm a toss-up between uh, Pidge and Delora. Those two are great characters, too. Yeah, those, are, those are definitely, like... And actually, thinking about it, I don't think it surprised choices. me that I like Pidge because he is the geeky tech... Well, he, we'll get to that. The the geeky tech head of the group, and my favorite in Turtle was always Donatello, which is bad as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think we even brought up my favorite Powerpuff Girls, Blossom, who is, you know, both the leader and that. Like, I go for the geeks in the groups, usually. So I can identify with that, even if I'm not into uh, technology. And Allura is not that, but uh, she's kind of like, I feel like she's kind of the mentor leader as much as Shiro is, um, at least in the oh. first season. Uh, the commander where Shiro is like the reigning or uh, He's or like whatever. the head of the soldiers, and she is their higher up, basically, because she's the one with more experience in this whole conflict. She, um, she has a lot at stake, and she's been she's been through this war before. Like, she's, yeah. she know, or she knows of this war. So it's kind of, it's kind of personal for her. And it's I, very I, personal for her. her dad and planet and race are gone because of these guys. One of the things I really like about the princess is how capable she is. Yeah. It doesn't and, feel like a try hard thing either. It's, it feels very yeah. natural and that she is, it's kind of princess Leia. She is a war veteran. Yeah. 
Um, even though I think the idea is when the show starts, she is not. This is the first time in a in the fully commanding uh, position because her dad's gone now. She does have a lot of vulnerabilities, which I which I do like. Yeah, but I yeah. Well, I, in season one, like th- when the 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 dad AI goes crazy, it takes full advantage of her missing her home like that. Yeah, I thought the way she resolves that was like super hardcore, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, she had to hug the fake dad to death. You know that like this AI was the only thing she had left to connect with him, and like, but she knew to save us, you have to die. I mean, yeah. you have to permanently lose my dad. Period. Uh, there, there is some heavy stuff in this show, even though it's not one reliant super reliant on like death or violence. Um, and that's the thing I really, my favorite thing about this show, it is like no bones about it. This is an action cartoon. Yeah, definitely. The majority of it does revolve around these different escapades that they have to do in terms of fighting uh the zarkon's army and uh threats related to it and there's certainly episodes where there are scenes that are like the downtime and and then that's you know we get a lot more of the comedy and the character relationships but i was surprised how how devoted this show is to like both planning and then executing and then, and then often you know having to reach like change of plans when things inevitably get wrong like screwed up Really. Yeah. So, yeah, very... make no mistake. Go ahead. Yeah, I love it when their plans don't work and they just have to come up with something. Yeah, I don't know if there's an episode where their plans go 100% smoothly like that because that would be less interesting. Um, and the writers know that. It's very uh, easy to kind of write this show off as like a second Korra or as a second like Avatar because of the designs and because of some of the mannerisms of the characters. I like, feel like the humor is very similar. Yeah. It is. It is similar. Like you can. It's. It's easy to watch it and be like, "Oh, that guy is the Sokka." Lance is Sokka that- with the asshole cranked up, and uh, Hunk is kind of Bolin too. And admittedly, that's that's what really kept me from watching it for a long time. Because I was like, "Oh, it's going to be Korra with robots in space." A little, uh, like, but not it's, completely. It's, yeah, not yeah, completely it's, though. It's, it's. I really feel like it is its own thing. Yeah, it has. It's, it does a good it, job. It, of it reminds me a lot of like uh, a lot of the more modern Gundams. Okay, yeah, it, it it does. You know, for not despite not being an anime, it does have a kind of vibe to its action it segments does. in terms of the pacing and intensity of it. Feels like a goofy Gundam to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch more uh, Gundam. And, it's been a long time. I mean, and I don't want to say it's a goofy Gundam. Like, hey, kids, no, <laughs> I no. got a Buster rifle. But uh, at the same time, like they they give their characters enough time to breathe and enough time to to also have fun. There there are yeah. some filler episodes I can honestly do without and i just skip right over but oh, there yeah. are times there are times when the characters are like legit having concerns and you expect them to react a certain way and then they fucking grow and that's a really efficient yeah. that, that's Watch- an efficient way of doing a modern show yeah speaking of my experience watching that first season i because they made the first episode kind of a three-parter combined into one Kind of like, you know, you do back in the day when you find like a VHS with like the first three episodes of a show combined into like a movie, quote unquote. Like Gargoyles did, yeah. Uh, yeah, even stuff like DuckTales. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Dark Reducted too, my favorite Disney afternoon show. Um, I still need to watch Gargoyles, I admit. Uh, but I was going to say, so that first episode, I, I was like, I was into it. I was like, this is, this is you know, exciting. This is intense. This is imaginative this is the characters are playing off each other well and then i think uh i remember thinking the second third episode of that for that like we felt like a big step down that's when they went to a lot of downtime and they were like hey we're gonna bond with the natives we're gonna know this place a little more and try this wacky food and i was like you're kind of losing all of the best elements of this show but i'm gonna keep with it and then um 
my patience was rewarded because they do the thing of the castle getting taken over um, by that. It, they're really the writers are really aware of this how fast you can lose and uh, you can lose momentum yeah. if you decide to do just quickly do a, a goofy episode. Yeah. So they're uh, so they were like, look, this is this this is not just for shits and giggles. They really do need to work as a team because shit's about to go down in a second. Yeah, and man. it does. Like there's, like, there's a lot of fake filler episodes where it seems like it's going to be filler. Yeah. And by the end, like some shit's really going down, and you're like, "Whoa!" Which is smart. It, yeah, I didn't know I was going to get this serious. Yeah, they often tie it back to like consequences and loss to some degree. There's, they, I can still tell like they 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 have to avoid cho- like head on death as much as they can. Really, um, like most of the drones are are robots. Um, like characters like the king, like they died way before the series started. But I know, I, I know that I, I do believe that some of the villains and stuff do die later. And we're going to be talking season two a little bit too, even though I haven't seen it. So you might be able to touch on that as well. They do a really good job of making, um, making it seem like they could die, which is really hard yeah. to do in a kid's show. They do a good like- job of establishing that these guys, even though they're able to you know walk away from each fight, they are learning. And, and, and what they're awful. doing is dangerous. Like there are The stakes- season one finale, um, you know, Zarkon goes out into space to take on Shiro because that's part of Shiro's vulnerability is that he was basically experimented on and tortured by these guys. And it's still fucking with them. He's still remembering it. And they still have some influence over him. And yep. – at that point, like you know, uh, not Lance. Uh, Keith is Caesar, and I was like, uh, he decides like to take him head on. I was like, if I kill I him, I can put. It. I love that scene. Yeah, he's like, if I kill him, I can put an end to this conflict. I know there's risks. Like, um, Coron is telling him, like, do not do that. You will not survive this. And as you'd expect, Zargon fucking wipes the floor with him. He cannot land that's, a hit. That's actually one of my favorite things about Keith. Yeah, okay. How, so like, he'll be locked in a room, and they'll be like, Keith, you need to leave. He's like, uh, I'm gonna fight this guy. <laughs> it is funny how he's a lot more he has a more of a composure than characters like Honker Lance, but he can also be very headstrong compared to someone like Shiro, who's like a veteran. Uh, yeah, there. This this show is really good about playing on the insecurities of I, I don't want to say every character, but at least the characters who have have them the most. Yeah, I gotta say, um I I, I was I, one of my biggest complaints with season one, and I'm guessing they definitely address it. I feel like Keith was the only one who didn't really have any sort of subplot going on at some point. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next few seasons are all about that. All right. Yeah. You'll, you'll, that. Get, yeah. You'll, you'll get a big, a lot of Keith, like a lot more. Yeah. Cause I think, I think something fun is how their different subplots go with each other, which is that, um, you know, Pidge, let's talk the, the twist there. Uh, for the first time, Pidge is a female and, but yeah. it's not revealed for, a little while uh and you find out there's a there's a reason for that she was trying like there some of the prisoners were her dad and brother and she was kind of banned from this one place for trying to find the hidden info on it so she disguised herself dresses in drag and and tries to find it then uh and i just also love the fact that um I, they they leave a, some breadcrumbs for people to figure out before they start to spell it out where like they're showing each other's thoughts and you see like what looks like Paige with like a little smaller like girl that looks like him and they're like Paige stop looking at your girlfriend um, so, no I also I also like that in the first episode or two Honk is reading Paige's journal or diary of or or whatever and I, 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 when I'm watch when I watched it at first I thought that was strange because I mean sure. 
guys keep journals and stuff, but why would a guy be super protective of that? Like super yeah. protective of their journal. I mean, and that's coming from my point of view, my my stupid dumbass male. Yeah, there, there are a few scattered of moments of that where like you can tell Pidge is being uh, kind of elusive about certain things. Like they're saying, you need to open up about yourself. He's like, I, I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm tired. Um, but I also love the fact that by the time he like formally reveals it, Lance is the only one who's surprised because it's Lance, of course. Yeah. <laughs> And um, a couple people were like, well, how does Hunk, the stupid one, figure it out before Lance? And I'm like, because Lance read her journal or her diary. No, no Hunk read the journal. <laughs> well, 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 I'm sorry, Hunk. Yeah, Hunk Lance read her journal. Lance being typical dumb, uh, you know. I, 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 does Lance man up throughout the series? Does he grow? It's a little, a little yeah. later, though. Yeah, okay, he, he's got a ways to go, though. He is. I, I kind of get the vibe that not even the other characters like him very much. Uh, oh, he is. I, I definitely like Lance because he's seen because he's usually I love odd man out characters like I've always that, loved. Yes. I mean, people are really quick to refer to him as the Sokka of the group, and I kind of I, I I do really the Sokka really, Sokka was more of a full on asshole. Yeah, I don't yeah, think and Sokka was a jerk. A jerk. Lance is a fucking asshole. <laughs> but <laughs> but at the same time, I do uh, I, I do dig that because he's he's not as headstrong as the other characters, and I can kind of. I, I, and I, and I oh, do, he's a wimp sometimes. Totally a wimp, but he... Uh, I'm sorry, headstrong is the wrong word for it. He's very stubborn when it comes to that. But Keith is also super fucking stubborn. Sometimes oh, more yeah. stubborn than Lance. Yeah, we talked and, about that Zarkon part where, like, you're going to die. It's like, okay, I gotta do this! And he gets fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what I do like about the series is that it... Um, even, though, uh, even though Lance is my favorite character, a lot... A lot of focus on Shiro and Keith. Like, yeah, they're, they're entire... wanted a lot of Shiro stuff because you know they they, they definitely establish like we're gonna give you what's going on with him piecemeal because he's amnesiac about his time there and it's coming back to him gradually. You get the, you realize that the pull some of these villains have on him because of that and the power like with his robot hand. Um, uh, the, uh, and there's there's entire fandoms like surrounding. Oh, Keith. the Shiro. season two premiere is a lot of there's a lot of uh uh. Keith and Shiro, like, there's a total bromance there, like, showing how much they care for each other. (laughs) Yeah. I'm guessing if you search, like, pairings and fan art, it's mostly of the guys. I'm going to touch on this. I'm going to touch on this really quick. Um, I'm sorry, Ben. I I don't want to interrupt you, though. Did you have something to Oh, no, no. I was going to say anything. So, apparently, there are two squads uh, to the Voltron series. There is the Shiro and Keith squad, and there is the Keith and Lance squad. So, it's um, Team Shiro, Team Lance. Uh, uh, Not exactly. Well, there's a, there's a sheath and there's a clance. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that's I think that's the, the appropriate sheath term. Versus clance. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right romanticize uh mm-hmm. them being together now the show hasn't exactly said exactly what it's trying to do with those pairings but the show is pretty blatant it's it's keith and and, and shiro it really is i mean you're in <laughs> yeah. season you're you're in season one at the moment but well, i watched the, I'm not, i just said I, I pushed i watched the season two premiere and that gave me the heaviest vibes when they're like chilling with a lot of fire together is definitely those two. Like, yeah, like it, the series finale weird. has them doing like a Korra and Sami holding hands. I'm gonna be like, there you go. There's no expense like where its favoritism lies, and I think the show's better off for that because it can honestly 
there's only so much you can do with Lance. I have to be I, perfectly honest. I, <laughs> I do not get the vibe of Keith liking Lance from what I've seen, but maybe they grow. And I think they, they, they do grow that. Yeah, I, I feel like Lance I, would need to grow for any of them to be into him like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like there is, there's a lot that, that goes on between Keith and, um, and Shiro that it's pretty obvious, honestly. Like if you're, mm-hmm. if you're any fan of like decent logical writing, that you can't you can't ignore that okay and i did want to touch on real quick because you know me some of the voice actors in this show uh some of them i was unfamiliar with like uh pidge or katie's voice and uh corn but i wrote down the maybe the funniest one do you know who voices lance uh, who voices lance no uh jeremy shada shada uh finn from adventure time oh wow that's yep, yep that is that is finn i can yep. totally hear him now yeah that's yeah crazy. Like, it's yeah. it's funny because I only watched the first season of Adventure Time, so I still associate it with before his uh, balls dropped. Uh, Same thing with Steven Universe because we haven't gotten I, to Steven's voice actor growing up. I can, I can totally hear uh, hear Finn now. Wow! Yeah. And Shiro is voiced by I actually mentioned this uh, Josh Keaton, who has done a lot of here and there roles. And I think I remember telling you uh, before I'd, I, I if if I was to pick a uh, regular voice actor for Jed and Spacious. It would probably be him because he's played he's played more Lance ish is characters in the past. Oh, um, your Hunk, series, yeah. Hunk is played by Tyrell Labine, who's not a big name, but uh, he was one of the leads in a very fun uh, kind of cult horror comedy, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. You, you ever see that? I have seen that. That's that's a pretty great movie, actually. He's well, yeah, he's the the chubby bearded one. I don't remember which one's Tucker, and which one's Dale. Ooh. The other one's Alan Tudyk. Um, and I, he, he he had smaller I, roles and stuff like Planet of the Apes too. He's a fun actor. Uh, yeah, tell Serena about. And okay, we, you should talk about this next one. Do you know who voices Allura? Oh, she knows. She knows who voices. Okay, uh, Ben, do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, her name's Kimberly Brooks. Uh, I know her for for anybody who played the original Mass Effect game. She's Ashley, one of your main uh, squad members. Uh, and more recently, she is Jasper in Steven Universe. Oh yeah. Yep, and a lot of smaller roles, but I I know her for. Well, I I've not watched the Jasper episodes yet, but I know her for Ashley and and uh, Allura. Um, uh, and, the, the, um, the reason I I know that uh, the reason I know that Serena knows that isn't because she like uh, we like Steven Universe, or isn't just because of that. It's because Serena goddamn loves Voltron. Like this, this series, yeah this this show is. Like, it has a massive following. It does. It does. <laughs> Tumblr yeah, crowns. Like I, said, I didn't expect to, like, have my heart stolen by this show. Like, I didn't I think thought it was going to be good, but it's even better than I expected. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Maybe it's still not on the level of Avatar and Core because I will say my biggest complaint is I feel like the humor can be a lot more hit and miss in those shows. Um, when they go for some of the kookier moments, it doesn't always land. But they have a lot of moments that work, too. And it's also – it's kind of the same thing I said about when – um. When I did a guest appearance on Generation Mission, talk about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, I generally don't like the humor in that show, but everything else is so damn good that it's just that's not enough to make me dislike it. I do. My minor nitpick is uh, I don't like the transformation sequence. Like, no. I, I kind of get used to it, but I, well, I, I, it's I like really a transformation wish... sequence. The more they reuse it, the less interesting it is. <clears throat> yeah, and I kind of I kind of feel like even like even if I forgive the 3D, it's still like I think it looks pretty good. Like, um, this this that, light that goes in here, and that light goes there, and then 
There's an arm and there's an arm. And that was <laughs> have have is... you seen the original uh, where they're all yelling, I will be the leg. Yeah, that, I will like, form the head. Like, super robot bias from watching like too much Gorn Lagan or something. Mm. But You know what? Uh, I have to admit on that one. I'm, I'm, I was never a big Voltron fan, but now that I've seen like Power Rangers, Gundam, uh, Gurren Lagan, which has amazing juicy transformation scenes. Juicy? Yeah, they're like 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 when yeah, I say I've juicy, also, like, people when that robot transforms. People salivate for that robot to transform, like yeah. no joke. And it's and it's a lot has to do with how the characters relate to the robot. Mm-hmm. And I get mm-hmm. those vibes here. Uh, I I get <clears throat> with how the characters kind of they, they do kind they of, do uh, touch on that the, the robot they do touch on that the t- that the lions are sentient somewhat and bonding with the the pilots. Uh, but I don't get that these that these that the, I don't get character from these robots. I don't get personality. No, they don't have the uh, individual quirks themselves, really. Yeah, you're on login where uh, where the robot itself had a had a had a good amount of personality. Um, oh. Even even with Power Rangers, it kind of felt like uh, they had just a little bit of personality, but only so much as you know how how you felt towards that specific. Ranger. Yeah, well, the Power Rangers thing is one thing. I even bugs me as a kid was that they never had the individual animal zords fight it was always megazord and they were just there to transform outside of the movies sometimes but, but not, you know not what, there is one thing i noticed though in one episode <clears throat> is that uh they were fighting i think they were fighting a row beast and i don't even remember what season this was but it's not a spoiler but there's one where they're, they're fighting a row beast and like he's directly in front of them and they're like guys we have to make time to transform like the, the robot's not going to wait for them to transform <laughs> Or the monster's not going to wait yeah, for him to course. transform. He's not going to patiently like wait for the transformation well, sequence. He's not as polite as a Power Ranger monster. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a cool little nod that like a lot of the fight scene was them just trying to buy time so they can oh, transform. You just reminded me, like the one the only time Power Rangers did something clever uh, uh, in the series finale of that um, that Alien Rangers miniseries, which. Uh, that is a bad miniseries. Just skip to Zio. But the end, like the, the the Shogun Zord, they start doing the sword move, you know, that always kills it. And the monster grabs the sword and goes, nope. <laughs> I remember that. I have to see that. <laughs> I wish they did stuff like that more often in Power Rangers because it's, it's, it was, it made me laugh. Uh-oh! You don't get the win like that this time. Uh, the, I have to admit that Vulture, the, 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 the the cast and the writers behind Voltron, like they have a good idea of what came before, so they're able yes. to they're, they're able to do some subversion there. Yes, but, but also, ben, talked about they're able to expand upon what was genuinely good about it, what did appeal to people. But yeah, but to go to Ben's point personally, I, I also don't feel the transformation. Look, they, it looks neat and it looks cool. Yeah, but like I never... it's, it's fine, but I kind of want it to be like super over the top and yeah, more flair feel... to it. I don't feel like whoa. There's no volcanoes yeah. exploding like behind <laughs> yeah. it. That might that be the sh- fact that it's is CG because if you do a hand drawn like in like you can get more extreme poses and stuff from it, like perspective and angle, messing with that kind of stuff. So it's hard to do yeah. that with these. They could, but it would take a lot of effort. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish that they kind of would like break the model every now and then. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how technical they would get into it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, stretch I, it out and stuff. And I do want, yeah. and yeah, so I. Also, we've talked about the main group a lot. I do want to talk about some of the other uh, characters. Like, I feel like the villains, even though they aren't deep, like, I, I, I like the fact that these guys are so no-nonsense. Like, they feel like a legit threat. Like, they're not clowning around or anything. Um, oh, uh, Ben, did you want to talk to the villains a little bit? 
Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I felt like they were a legitimate threat, and I like, I, I like how even like when they go off on different planets, like there's still the 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 danger that they could just show yeah. up or, like, I or was, like their presence is there and, and they have and like that, occupied. Now I was fighting was talking about. I was so surprised that Zarkon actually just went out on his own in space because he's he's a regular sized alien for the most part. And I was like, that's risky. But then you realize how much he knows his shit and like he yeah. is not even emoting during this fight. Like, yeah. um, he has a cool voice too. I didn't recognize the actor, but he's like, it's very deep and intimidating. I gotta say, his design and some of the interior designs gave me a Halo vibe. I don't know if you guys have played that or familiar with that series at all, and I'm I'm only passing familiar. But he looks he looks straight out of the Covenant. I played like, it like long ago, but not enough to. He would fit in among those like main alien enemies, the you know the, like the higher ups of them, and some of the, like the ship interiors and designs too. Very very fun, good job with the uh, the designs of the technology. Uh, there's a Be bit your favorite in the... villain so far, guys. Oh, uh, you go, Ben. You've seen more of it. Oh, hmm. I mean, I really do. I like Zarkon. Well, he's I, like, cool. He, I, that that scene where he jumps in. It jumps out into space to fight Keith. Yeah. Like, that was like, whoa. Like, he's what not in a he, robot. You're, yeah, you're not in a do, robot, oh. dude. Like, what are you doing? And then... Kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they I hadn't shown him that much up to that point, but he, that was there to show you what a force he on his own is. Um, I also really like Hagar, too, though. I, I sort of liked... Was Which one was Hagar? The the witch? Oh, yes. Kree Summer. Yeah, 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 which is crazy. She's creepy, and like in the in the finale, she is like playing mind games with Shiro. Uh, like she can influences your your psyche if she if she gets yeah. her way. She is legit my favorite. Okay, yeah, she's a cool, she's a cool one. Um, and yeah, they're they're like the side generals. They have some good plot plot moments with them, but not they're not super amazing characters or anything. Uh, I guess if it counts, I liked the you know villains kind of. If and if you term in the first season, the guys doing the SOS signals, those two aliens who seem nice and oh, and it's not even oh, yeah. like they're pure on malicious. It's that Zarkon is so dangerous. They're like, if we give him one of the lions, we'll get a, like a pardon for life from these guys. And at the end, like I think the the Voltron guys realize the problem, so they just strand them again instead of like imprisoning them. And he even says something like, "I hope you beat them." Um, yeah. I, also, I, I, also, crazy fifty thing. Do you know who voiced those two? Who? Uh, this is the last time I'll get into the voice things, other than reading that Weird Al is somewhere in the second season. Uh, oh, whoa. The girl was Lacey Chabert, who I brought up before. Uh, Liza Thornberry, she was in Mean Girls, Princess Elise in Sonic 06. Oh, no, the crazy one is the guy alien was Norman Reedus. Oh, what? I did hear about that. Yeah. 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 He is Norman Reedus and a fucking fetus. crazy. I was like, that's a cool voice. Who is it? Oh, my God. Uh, they have some guest stars like that occasionally. Uh, I think Paul There's... Rubens is in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> there is one um, ahead, two specific yeah those two specific characters something about them like i like their designs ooze, yeah their designs yeah, like, definitely really like, cool yeah they ooze studio trigger they like, felt I'm more anime sure. influenced um and it was fun that half the episode was uh lance macking on the girl there's a lot of them falling for non-humanoid aliens like uh i thought it was adorable that hunk was really into the shay that like tunnel-dwelling alien the first season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was lovable, so I get it. And I love I love the fact that they, that they make that whole little... Because you, you can kind of see, like, each battle is kind of like a two- or three-episode arc, depending on things. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Pidge trying to get the castle back, them going to this planet to get the crystals and save the guys. And, like, how, how they take it... How, you know, how they play with the idea that the planet's alive. 
So, like, how it can help them, how they can stop it from dying, how, like, trying to, to like, you know, be a distraction with this monster won't work because if it misses them and hits the ground, it kills the planet more. So much of the, of, like, like, they can go for episodes at a time where it's this kind of constant action, but it doesn't feel tiring because they're throwing, they're constantly throwing good curveballs at you. They definitely have, they definitely know how to, how to stretch their length. Yeah, without it being, like, like a Dragon Ball episode where it's, like, uh, like five five minutes Namek will oh my explode. God. That's that's infamous. Five minutes, ten episodes later. Three yeah, yeah. weeks later. Do you, do you I, know I mean what, I just do mean you know what a minute is? I just mean I'm not even talking about like uh disingenuous like time spans. I'm talking about just keeping your interest. Like I always think of did you see the Hobbit movies, either of you? I haven't, no. Chris? See the Hobbit movies. I've I've seen all three of them. And I like the second one for completely subjective reasons, yeah, but not, I, I not that, because it's good. I really liked that first one, but it got worse. That third one was a slog. Like, I was so excited. Like, man, it's going to be all this fight. And then, like, ha- half the movie is fighting, but without enough to keep you invested in it. That's what I'm talking about. The fact that Voltron, this show, and with a smaller budget, too, has enough creativity and awareness to keep its pacing and your investment good with a long, a long action. Like, hats off to those guys. One of the things I really like is that they can keep my attention when they're when they're uh, just in lion form. Yeah, like a couple episodes earlier, I was like, whenever they would separate, I'd be like, "Oh man, <laughs> I've really grown to like when they separate, and then they have to do it as the lions." Yeah, because their act, their individual actions, often still reflect their personalities and differing, you know, motives. Yeah, and it's not just like spamming the robot, <laughs> your strongest form. No, you. They, I mean, they probably have to make when it's Voltron, make it feel special. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now shit's going to hit the fan that we got Voltron itself. And I, oh, I, we haven't mentioned, uh, uh, is it Koran? Koran? And Koran! Koran. Oh, yes. <laughs> Quintessence. The, sac- the sacred Muslim text. <laughs> Koran, Koran, the handsome man. Or I, I forget, I forget first what First season, is. he was not joking me that much. But I got to say, and I mean, probably it's not representative of the rest of the show. That uh, season two opening in the wormhole. Do you guys remember what they did with him? <laughs> Uh, he aged. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a funny idea. It's like, like the the cliffhanger of the first season they're doing a wormhole, like you know, warp. But the the witch hits it with uh, her magic, and so the lions got like, get zapped off to random parts of the universe, and Allura they are Alora and Coran right? are stuck in this ship in a space time loop, basically. So, but so what happens is every time the loop starts, Karan uh, is a couple of years. It messes with you know reality. So Karan's a couple of years younger. The mice are that her pet mice are totally different random animals, uh, and Allura is fine and the only one who remembers. And so she's like reciting like, "Yeah, I know you're going to say that, Karan." But the fact that they have so much fun with the different Karans, like at one point he is like a hunky kind of space dandy type. Like full <laughs> yeah. on like glitter and he's still talking normally, but like oh my god he's doing like a different pose every he's doing a Mr. Crocker esque pose every half second. My favorite was when he turned into the emo teenager. That's that's the best one because it starts out <laughs> ugh, wormhole and like you can't no, shut up, you don't understand me, nobody understands me. Just, you don't understand me at all. You have no idea what I'm going through. I'll be in my control area. <laughs> Blaring I also love that when he was a baby, he still had the stash. He had the mustache his entire life. Like, yeah. when he's like five, he still has it. And when he's a baby, it's on his forehead. <laughs> like, are we to assume that the mustache moved down to his face as he grew up? I guess. Yeah. And she even says something like, oh, after the next loop, you'll cease to exist. All that will be left is your mustache. <laughs> I don't know if they do more 
crazy stuff with Karan like that. But I, I also, they, they, they have some moments to establish he can kind of hold his own when necessary. Yeah. Like, as goofy as he is, like, him piloting the castle as, like, a warship, kind of. Like, oh, you're all right, Karan. Definitely useful. And there are times when, like you said, not not every joke lands. I, I feel like he's the most guilty of, of the misses for me. Yeah. Lance is neck and neck, I guess. Hunk sometimes, but Hunk's too lovable for me to stay mad at him. Oh, oh Hunk's just a fucking adorable, uh, adorable yeah, sweet He means boy. well. He's him. just a klutz. Um, there was what episode? There was there's one particular line in the in the first episode where he is freaking out, and he's like, oh, "Is yeah. that is is, is 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 this the time for me to panic? Uh, it's too late. I'm already panicking." And that shit. Had me rolling. Doesn't he like so throw up much. five times in the first episode? <laughs> well, he throws up a lot. Yeah, uh, but the fact that he's already crying and he's talking about how much he's crying. Yeah, I'll that, be real. That, that would be me in that situation. That got me, and I, I get that. Honk is the he's he's kind of the meta guy where they just throw all the meta stuff to him, and it's uh-huh. he's the it's one who like, all, yeah he and Lance are often the ones pointing out how absurd like a certain thing is. Super cute, and again, not every one, not every one of those meta jokes land. There was an episode where Hunk, or Hunk called something. He knew, like those two, those two trigger designed guys, uh, bad, uh, bad guys. He knew they were bad guys, and they were yes, not to be trusted. One. Yeah, and yeah, I do remember. <laughs> called it from the beginning. During the sequence when everyone is like going to their lines, he is just bitching the entire time <laughs> and there's like a full minute of just him bitching like full rick and morty bitching and i'm like oh my Jeff god is, yeah it is uh, all right great. all right lord no i don't think you should trust these guys because they say well, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying like uh that that long tangent where yeah, no yeah, one yeah. yeah he's just like look i knew this would happen i saw no one listens to hunk i'm just going <laughs> yeah i'm like, a ramble i'm and i'm like that's that's brilliant, guys. This is fucking brilliant. pretty good. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to see if I have any other notes here. But I, I, I feel like a lot of the stuff I've brought up um, is from my list. You guys can say can if you have other stuff you want to say, go for it. Uh, ben, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, if there are any kind of kind of improvements that you would make to the show, uh, or rather would make to the show either as a viewer or as uh, a creator yourself and i know that's super pedantic and super uh, egotistical for me to even suggest but if if what would the what would they be if you could make changes to the show hmm well i mean i, I said this before i'm not a super big fan of the 3d it's not mm. it's not terrible but it can I be distracting yeah, yeah, and it's not so bad when they're in Vine form, but I feel like... Voltron itself? I feel like at least, like, I've seen situations where, like, they'll have a 3D cel-shaded model, and then, like, for certain shots, they'll switch it out and have a 2D one. Like, oh, like I, I don't think they do that in this. Well, I mean, no, I don't mean specifically in this, I just oh, mean, yeah, like... Yeah, in, yeah, in other shows. In other, other shows with, like, really detailed robots or machinery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to see, I, I, I would have liked to see more, like... Uh, if it's a small, it's like a, a slower scene. Just has some two D lines slightly moving. Yeah, because so like it generally looks pretty good, but there are some where it, like looks super. If it's if 3D. they're having to like interact with the pilots, like sitting on them or something, or staying next to them, it's a little strange. Yeah, and then also like the transformation sequence, uh, and maybe 
not so many of those. They, they, like, there aren't too many filler episodes, but there are a couple, like, in the mm-hmm. later seasons. Um, and especially, like, season four, I, that was kind of my least favorite season. Hmm. Because I feel like there was a lot of not, there, there wasn't a lot of progression as far as the plot. Okay. I heard about, I heard about that in season four. It, it was kind of stagnant. Yeah. And, I, and then, like, at the end of season three, you are hungry for episodes. And you get them, but they're kind of, you know, nothing really happens. Okay. Do we know if season five is going to be more progressing it, or is that not known yet? Because season three ends off on, season two ends off on a, it's it's weird, because the first three seasons have great cliffhangers. Yeah. Like, no joke. Like, you thought cliffhanger one was bad. Holy shit, you're going to have a bad good time, John, yeah. in season two's cliffhanger. <laughs> well, at least I can jump straight to the next seasons. Um but actually, no, actually, that, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up is kind of the unorthodox way they've been handling seasons past the uh, second one. Because uh, typically cartoon seasons are, on average, like 13 episodes, sometimes 26 because if it's a show they're really confident in. And so season one came out, and I, I'm glad I, I waited to binge because that, that was a brutal cliffhanger. Um, and I guess season two is something too. But from season three onward, there are kind of more half seasons in length, like it's six or seven episodes instead of 13 and I don't, I, I, those weren't I, I don't think people that that wasn't genuinely well liked I, well, I know people were like I know people were really hungry for more seasons but not in a way where it's it feels truncated yeah it's I would part agree of with it. <clears throat> I mean the like, upside is wait. the upside is like I because I remember like before I knew about this every time I saw announced like season three I was season four I was like how are they getting these all out so quick they must be like churning out it's like no they're cutting the season lengths in half so they they can get that half out sooner than the other and um, I guess the uh, the because I, I just remember like people had it having issues with the long waits in between Avatar and Korra seasons, um, and even those I think seasons two and three of Avatar had had ended up with like a couple of episode chunks and then breaks in between, and maybe that's just a result of how Studio Mir handles their production. Yeah, oh, I mean, coming from experience. Netflix has very aggressive schedules. So and it's kind of weird because you can think that since you can watch these shows anytime you like, that there'll be a little bit more breathing room between seasons. Nope. Um, no, it's they're they're very it's like it's very tense scheduling. That that's it's that's definitely for sure. So I can under I kind of get why they did that, but I kind of wish they wouldn't. I kind of wish they played it patiently. Yeah, I kind of feel like like the same thing with video games. I'd rather wait for higher quality than just to have a release. Yeah, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan, and I hope they do, like, every two or three years, like they did with Origins. Annualization hurts, like, the variety of that series. Yeah, Uh, I'd rather get, like, the full thing instead of, like, here's Street Fighter with (laughs) no arcade mode or something. That was, I think, (laughs) even Capcom. Well, I'm hearing they they just patched the arcade stuff in, and now it feels like it should have. People are saying, like, it's it's great now. it's but, done now. <laughs> yeah, but they were, I think that was them experimenting with like, well, Steam's done early access. Will that work for Street Fighter? Nope. Yes, yeah, so I kind of feel the same way. I'd rather wait for like, because I feel uh, even I mean, if... The plus side is you can wait for two seasons to be out and then just binge that. Mm-hmm. But I know it's it's tempting probably to dive in early. Yeah, I can't resist because I didn't even know there was going to be a fifth season. I just happened to come well, on. I mentioned, I did read on Wikipedia, they have confirmed they have ordered 78 total episodes and I want to say they are probably only halfway through that. Wow. 
So there's a lot left to go, and uh, hopefully they do not decide to do a cancellation before that because this is a very you know ongoing story kind of thing. So it would suck oh, for it to get cut off. Oh, judging by how popular this show is, I know, like, I know, but like the, like the crew, like the cast and crew has to has to massively fuck up in order for well, it to be a or the the studios behind it. Like, um, this is just this is a throwback. Do you know why Invader Zim got canceled? I feel like I did, but. Don't remember why. It was a very popular show. Well, I was among it. I loved that show. Uh, got a lot of, you know, got a lot of views. But here's the thing. Because of, you know, the goth element and just how twisted that show was, a lot of the viewers weren't kids. They were teens and young adults. And Nick Loden was like, yeah, they're viewers, but they're not the viewers we want. They're not going to come back to other shows. So just uh, if we just look at the kids, that's not enough. We're pulling the plug. Uh, well, I don't think Netflix... Yeah, I don't know what the demographic is total yeah. for Net, for Voltron, and I don't know if Netflix has the same mindset. I think they're like views, you know, that's streaming views or views, because anybody yeah. can do that. I think as long I think as you got your subscription. Yeah. Kinda... As long as I got your subscription money and the stats of people watching, I, I guess. I'm pretty confident this will reach its end unless, like, later seasons have such a drop in quality, which hopefully they won't. I doubt it, but you never know. Yeah, there has to be there has to be a massive screw up either on a personal end of the team members or just in production quality like as you, a whole. If you ever hear yeah. that like writers and directors are leaving, then that that can be a big issue. Um, as far as I'm aware, that has not happened yet. Yeah, I've been very impressed with it though. I, I like- yeah, I almost everything we've talked about here has been very positive. I think we've talked about issues with the humor and some of the CG elements or transformation, but this show as a whole, it is strong. Um, oh yeah. When it is just doing that full on action, which is most of this show, I and still being able to pull some character moments in between, I'm like, this is captivating. This is I, I've heard people bring up like you don't really see shows like this very often anymore. The ones that like throw action cartoons and we really mean that action classification. And of course Avatar and Korra were shows that were very good at that as well, which is why I was like, Yeah, I I, I was hopeful for this when when you know, before I watched it, but when those details of who was involved in its making came out, I was like, this uh, this has a very good chance of working, and it is, not just for our point of view, but apparently from, you know, DreamWorks and, and Netflix, they're, they're, they've been promoting the show pretty hard. I know there's like a tie-in comic, um, probably some merchandise. So I think they did like, it could make a good video game in the right hands, like someone like Platinum or something. Oh, uh, they're, de- they're definitely making a video game. There is a VR sure. game out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, wow. I would love a conventional like action adventure type. We'll see what happens there. My my issues with um with Avatar and and Aura and, usually uh, usually were in like like plot de- I'm sorry plot development department. Really, specifically with Korra, I didn't have them uh, uh with with Avatar. I was a little less uh, uh I had Korra a little, is uh, the I more problematic of the two shows, and I still think it's fantastic. I had fewer issues with Avatar, and I had more issues with Korra. Um, but when it came down to Voltron, knowing that you know Studio Mir was do- was handling was handling it, and some of the same um, writers and producers, I'm, I'm not getting. There there are a few things that I'm not liking as far as story development is concerned, but I can. Uh, I, it's not that huge a deal for me as it yeah. was. In the My main gripe, writing wise, is I just wish it was overall funnier because I feel like Avatar and Korra had less a better hit ratio, but it's not so bad that it's affecting the rest of it and these are still great characters still great plots still great action uh great animation i just it, it's cool to have like an anime inspired show that actually captures those vibes yeah and i feel like that 
for the issues that um, that were in Avatar and in Korra, were as far like as far as the like the romance department, mm-hmm. like they're playing the the writers are playing it very coy and um, and oh, um, and they're the, still not spelling out for you who's going to be with who. That's that's a bit of a detriment <laughs> to something because <laughs> <laughs> like the fan yeah, well the fandoms. The the, oh. the sheath and the clans they're they're always butting heads. Yep, someone's um, gonna be disappointed by it at the end. It's gonna be uh, Zutara all over again. <laughs> Some, Look it's, it up. it's yeah, it's someone's gonna be super disappointed, and I'm I'm pretty sure I know who it is. But at the same time, like I still think that it's to this show's strength because it doesn't necessarily. I felt like the some some of the romantic elements were felt very forced in the last um, in, in Avatar and Korra. It doesn't feel that way in this show. That's good because they're, they're getting a lot of time. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like a show, an action show, actually committing to being an action show and not feeling like, well, let's throw in a romance and let's yeah, like, Korra even though, like, tries it, to cram even too much romance it. into short too short of a time a lot. Yeah, that's what that was one of my problems too. Where like it was like it's a female lead, so we better throw some romance in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, you don't really have to do that. Can you just make all or the characters space like it out more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, I feel like they kind of realized. I, I've been talking about, like, I've only seen the first season and a half of Korra, but I know, like, people, there were a lot of complaints about how they handled the Mako Korra stuff. So, like, three episodes into season two, they break up. Yeah. <laughs> and even that wasn't very well, uh, very handled, wasn't handled very well. Yeah. I well, we can, do, we can do an Avatar Korra episode another day, I think. <laughs> um, what, what, what I'm noting is, is that uh, there, um, there have been definite improvements in that, in, in, this in that regard, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we're kind of winding this down, but if it didn't clear, all three of us definitely recommend this. And if you have a Netflix account, you don't have to pay anything extra for it. So load it up on whatever device you you have that can support Netflix, which I'm sure is at least one. If you're listening to us, you are, you have a device that can do it. Any other things you th- that either of you would like to say about this show? Um, I don't know. I could talk more about Keith, maybe. <laughs> I uh, love how... What? Yeah, I, I, love, I love how he gets like... There's this thing in, like, I don't know if you guys used to watch uh, original Teen Titans. Yeah. But, like, they used to do this thing where Robin would get, like, a scene of the episode. And I used to be like, this is Robin's cool scene of the episode. Mm-hmm. Where he, like, has a big fight scene or something. And I feel like they did that with Keith for a lot of episodes. Okay, yeah. And it's kind of like the reason he's my favorite character is really superficial because he has a sword and <laughs> he fights yeah, guys. I feel like if we're just going by the first season, then Keith is tied with Lance as my least favorite just because now Lance is because he's an asshole and Keith it is because he does not have any little subplots really more, more individual moments. So I feel like I'm not getting the vibe of this character growing or what he's about, like without, without the focus, but you know, I heard you, Chris, there's going to be a lot. They address that to a major degree. So um, I honestly would like to revisit this show in the future once there's more of it. And once, you know, I'm also uh, caught up because I'm, I'm, I am going to be watching more of it after this, uh, this is recorded. It's, it's great. Uh, Chris, any other th- closing thoughts or additional things about this? Like, I think I've geeked out about this show enough hmm? and I'm not even the right person to geek out about it. Like, like I Why said, not? like, uh, well, I mean, I, I told you that, you know, Serena is really big in Dragon Ball. Yeah. She's really big in Voltron. <laughs> like, no joke. Do you, like, wait, do you, do you typically have, like, polar opposite interests in cartoons? Really? I mean, I, I, I like Voltron a lot. And I think it's a pretty, uh, I, I think it's a pretty strong show. Okay. Uh, Serena draws fan art of this show a lot. So <laughs> it's like, uh, it's Let about me ask, as much. How much of it is uh, Slash Drawings? <laughs> tell you offline <laughs> okay because <laughs> so, <laughs> i know i know that's what got her into yuri on ice all the cute boys 
Yeah, it's and, and you're on ice. I don't see her drawing Yuri on ice. <laughs> I see, I see okay. her drawing Ultron. That's so, one. I know that's one. You seem you you were very enthusiastic about it. Closer to her level, I got the vibe. Um, and I and I thought that nothing could top that. I was wrong. <laughs> was she ever into that show Free? The swimming show? Oh, uh, she was not into Free. That Which seemed is strange. Like, yeah, that seems like, like the most obvious, like man, I would be less uncomfortable at fans if it's an anime if it felt more equal opportunity. Like for one for every one male focus show, there's five hundred girl ones. Feels a little skeezy. That's not how it works. I'm sad yeah. to say. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> but yeah, but that's uh uh, yeah, this show's pretty damn strong, and I like the designs, and mm-hmm. it's a culmination of all the things that they've learned, not only from Av- um, Avatar and Korra, uh, but also from like all the previous Voltron installments, and it's, even as far as like action shows go. I mean, like, I get the vibe from what I've read, they mainly drew from the original. Like, I think that's no- amazing, because I never liked the original. I, I feel like it's so, an amazing I, to get me to be this big of a, a fan. It is. Of it. You know what? I think... like. And maybe the maybe the Japanese version of, of the original is okay because, like I said, they they modified a lot, not just dubbing it. Um, but the dub of Ultron is often, from what I've seen, it's funny. Like it's so it's over the top and bad. It's funny, and I I know I can't go an episode yeah, without mentioning these guys. Generation Animation, one of their earliest episodes, was watching some of Ultron for the first time, and they had a ball with it. Like I'm, at one point, at one point, one of them starts just doing Sven's voice for like half a minute, and everybody's just howling over that stupid. Oh, they have a terrible plan, ugly birds. <laughs> they have a new plan, and you must make Georgia to get all of the lions together because it's so bad for you. It's not an evil plan. Oh boy! Oh boy, Sven. He's in the new show, right? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I, I googled him, and like there is a version. Like they bring in more. Almost all the like, the main and supporting characters are from the original, and they bring well, in if, more past that. If they if they only took from the first original show, I think they did on them because they don't need all that other. They don't need them other ones. I'm looking at pictures of Voltron Force. Holy shit! Don't. <laughs> oh no, Chris. I want you to record. Look up pictures of Voltron the Third Dimension. I want to hear your reaction to some of those. Okay, faces. so I like that was like the last, one of the last shows I set my alarm to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came on at like 6 a.m. or something. Apparently, Tim re- Curry did a voice in it. I think I remember being really into it at the time. I, yeah, the writings might be now. good, uh, but the visuals have aged like cheese ah! in the desert. <laughs> you saw it? <laughs> I remember they, they did a lot of Matrix uh, bullet time effects because yeah. it was 3D. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Let it haunt like, your nightmares. Oh, oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> Chris, how would you like it if the, if the thumbnail for this episode instead of this show was a bunch of faces from that? Even Volstrom looks terrible. How do you give... <laughs> Oh, no! Ah! <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I told him to look this up. So uh, we'll end on this note of uh, Chris being scarred for life. Uh, <laughs> he's still going. Uh, oh, oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, oh no. So I, I want to thank Ben. <laughs> I want to thank Ben um, both for agreeing to be on the show and for a great pick like this. It was also fun. Uh, hearing you talk about uh, Carbon, what's the full name again? 
Uh, altered carbon. Ultra carbon. I keep. I can't remember if the carbon is the first or second word. Uh, I will be checking that out. Um, it was fun for all three of us to talk Dragon Ball Fighters and a bit of Dragon Ball in general. And this was just a great show to pick. I'm glad you finally motivated me to watch this thing because I will be uh, watching quite a bit more of it in the future. And I think it, I'd, I'd probably pick it as a revisit someday. And if you want to rejoin us, uh, you're welcome to for that oh, or yeah, for other yeah. stuff. I appreciate um, you guys having me. Yeah, this was a blast. Uh, so – just for people wondering, uh, we do have our next two episodes laid out. I'm mean, since we've we had a little gap, so I'll let you guys know now. Um, now, originally, I had mentioned our Christmas episode. Chris had picked. This is going to be Chris's first pick in some time because of his hiatus. He had originally said, "Let's do the movie Coraline," which I was all for. But he's given it some more thought, and we're going to expand it a bit to talk all the movies by uh, like a studio. So that will be Coraline, Paranorman, Box Trolls, and Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, which we've touched on a bit in the past. Um, that'll be interesting to talk about because there's, I feel like I love that studio and all their movies. I, I, I like all of them to different to varying degrees, and they all bring some very cool, unique stuff. Uh, also, because uh, the movie will be out by by that, that point we record, and because we've been, we've been doing it with... Uh, we did it with both Spider-Man and Thor. You can fully expect us to give our uh, spoiler-filled thoughts on Black Panther. Uh, ah, hey. Very, very excited for that. I think Chris, you and Serena already have your tickets. Chris, still here. We absolutely do have our tickets. Are you still looking at Voltron th- Third Dimension? <laughs> Mouth is where his chin should be. Chris, Holy stop hurting shit. yourself. <laughs> oh my god! You should watch a full episode. Oh, I tried watching some on YouTube, and I was like, I don't want to look at this. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it since the, the fateful day. It has not aged well, visually. It is not. Ooh, um, it hasn't. Oh, okay. 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 Yes, we are. We're going to watch. We're going to talk about Laika and Black yeah. Panther. And after that, I'm going to just I'm going to get this out because I teased it a while ago. So that'll be episode 24. Then we're going to hit episode 25. And I feel like for each, you know, 25, 50, 75, 100, assuming we go that long, which I'd like to, um, we should do something special. And I'd run this by Chris before, so we are going to do um, another movie review, uh, one that I have touched on previously in our Emotional Moments episode, my favorite anime film of all time. And now that Chris has seen it, I know it is quite high on his list as well. We're going to talk the first Studio Ghibli movie, uh, Lapita Castle in the Sky. That's going to be great. I cannot wait to delve into one of my favorite movies ever, and one that feels a little underrated in the Ghibli pantheon. So it'll be great to Magical ride. It'll be great to give it some more exposure and talk about uh, Mark Hamill and anime Jim Cummings. <laughs> the one time Jim Cummings is in anime. I'm on other hey people. Clarice Le- Leachman steals every scene she's in. She's wonderful in it. Um, so, yeah, that will that will do it for episode 23. So, again, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter and Facebook under the username SketchWatchPlay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, DBR, Newgrounds, YouTube, uh, at B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S, Behonkus. I would say the Twitter, YouTube, and uh, Tumblr are the most active ones. Chris, where can people find you? Find me on Facebook at Christopher Wade. You can also find me on Twitter at Chris Top the Wade. Yes, and I want to make it clear because I think some people have been confused. It's not Christoph the Wade. It's it's imagine can't stop the Wade, but you replace uh, can't with Chris. Way to put it. Yes. Yes. I- and again, uh, Ben, you people can find your. I know your Twitter is Daikon V, um, and people can search that anywhere. And again, what are, what are the Curse Slash and Ninjio? Uh, Chris Slash and Ninjio, and then um, also my game is called Tangerine. 
Yes, uh, you can the, find the that progress. on uh, rpg.net. Yes, you and you often, you often post about these projects on your Twitter as well. That's a good way to, along with like random yes. drawings. So yeah, this has been a fun episode. We, it's funny. I told people, I, I was telling you guys earlier. People say we shouldn't top over two hours, and we're just coming over to just over two hours. It'll probably be less when I edit too. So uh, I am John Flurry. I'm Christopher Wade. I'm Ben Reynolds. And let's all Google Voltron the Third Dimension and have the same breakdown as Chris. Ah, please don't. Save yourselves. Save you'll be, yourselves. You'll be a changed man or person and not in a good way. Good night, everybody. Bye. Oh. <laughs>